Well, let's get out our Bibles. I want to share a few things with you uh, before we minister to those who have need of physical healing. If you do, you've come to the right place. Yay, the healer's in the house. And uh, God's arm is not shortened. Praise the Lord. He is the author of life. <laughs> He's not the author of death. There's no sickness in God. No death in Him whatsoever. And as we draw near to, 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 to Him and to His Word tonight, what He is and what He's made up of is going to get off on, on everyone who needs it. Amen? That's the very life of God. Potent stuff. It's the real thing. It will drive away quickly and easily any disease, any infirmity, any broken body part, anything that's missing. Quickly and easily it will go tonight. Amen. And the Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And, uh, and, and maybe, well, maybe others will be involved too. But I know the Spirit of the Lord's on me. And He's anointed me so that when I place my hands on sick people, there's a transfer of His power. It's not because I'm something special. It's because He's something special. And I've said, Lord, use me. And now I'm an extension of His hand. And when I touch you, God touches you. Again, He's mighty and powerful, and His divine nature, His virtue, His very life will flow directly into that body, whatever that part is, arms, arthritis and stuff, heart, whether there's growths and you know tumors and cancers, the power of God will go right to it, Mo way more potent than chemotherapy or radiation or, or some other type of, uh, of, of medicine way more potent no side effects at all zero and no bills next week not gonna send you a hundred thousand dollar bill for the time you spent praise the Lord <laughs> and you didn't even have to wait in the waiting room <laughs> praise the Lord we've all got a one-on-one -on -one personal appointment with the healer tonight and he'll touch you He'll touch you, probably through another, but He'll touch you. And you'll be just as healed as if you never had the disease, never had anything wrong. It'll, be, it'll probably be better than before. I remember one time I was uh, somewhere, and I had this. This was a while ago, but I, I was driving, and I had a bunch of people with me, and I had the, I, my head hurt so bad. It was I don't know if you've ever, probably a lot of you have experienced that. It was pounding, just whammo. And, uh, and I was driving, and uh, people were talking. It was a van. People were talking, and, and we were just on the road. And, and, uh, and I didn't let anyone know. I figured this is, I can get this. I mean, the Lord paid, gave this to me. I might as well get it. And so I'm just driving. I had some time. I have anything else to do. I could go, I could sit there and go, ow, but that wouldn't work. I could tell everyone about how bad it hurt. I, they might feel bad for me, and I'd feel good that they felt bad. <laughs> but other than that, it would still be pounding. And so I just, I just started, I just started just to myself, just thanking the Lord, just singing to Him real quietly. People didn't even know what I was doing. I'm just driving. I'm just thank you, Lord, just kind of singing and uh, singing a new song in my heart, and just real quietly just thanking him the healing power of God is working in me because I'm a child of God and by his stripes I was healed and made whole and and you know my thoughts would go back to the pound 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 <laughs> and I just bring it back and I just 
I just say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. And I just worship him and give him glory. And I, and, and I don't know how, how long it was, but it, was, it wasn't super long, but I'm driving along. And it seemed like, when I realized it, my head felt better than healed. <laughs> I mean, I can distinctly remember this, and this is qu- actually quite a few years ago, the story I'm telling. I can distinctly remember, it seems like it's better than healed. I don't know if that exists, but, <laughs> but, but my perception was it not only is the pain 100% gone, it feels really good. Like, what is this? What was in that that I took? <laughs> well, I partook of his divine nature and his healing power, and, and it was just so good. I don't know. Maybe I got a little taste of heaven. I, I, I know this. When we get um, up in glory land in heaven, it's not just going to be the absence of problems. It's not just going to be about the absence of physical ails and, and, and physical problems. It's going to be the presence of God Almighty in fullness. And again, heaven, I think, is more than I don't hurt anymore, which thank God for that, but more, more than I, I just don't have lack, I have abundance. Amen. Amen. I, I'm not only just not going to do without, I'm going to do with. So we're not going to break even. I don't know about you. I'm glad about that. (laughs) Not just going to come out of the junk of this world and be, you know, Black Friday, (laughs) out of the red and not going bankrupt. No, the Lord overflows us with his blessing. And I have a feeling we'll be able to go, this feels better than just healed. This feels better than just no problems. Amen. So I wouldn't doubt it tonight. Someone comes in with pain that when you leave you think, this arm works better than it ever has. Wow, what is that? Heaven. (laughs) It's a little bit of heaven working in you. Amen. The life of God, the God who can't help himself but do more than you can ask for, (laughs) more than you could even think. Because I think no pain, that's good. And God thinks I think better than no pain is good. Amen. All right, let's look in our Bibles tonight to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Let's read over here in verse 17. Luke 5, 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Can faith be seen? Apparently Jesus saw it, didn't he? He could see. How could he see their faith? He could see it by what they did. People's faith shows up in outward actions. All right. And and the scribes and, and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? 
But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed. And go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, looked up what had been, li- uh, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, "We have seen strange things today." <laughs> Notice what was happening here with the Lord Jesus, and how. He made a comparison and brought together the forgiveness of sins and the healing of this man's body. Uh, Jesus asked them the question, uh, you know, once, once they accused him of blasphemy and how can you do this? He said, well, which would be easier? Which would be easier? Well, the way he said it, which would be easier to say? Your sins be forgiven or rise up? And be healed, take up your bed and walk. Well, obviously, if you're just talking about saying, if you interpret it that way, I guess it'd be easier to say your sins be forgiven because there's no physical immediate evidence of their sins being forgiven. But as far as person being healed, uh, you tell right away if that works. Hmm. But right at the same time, if he's not just talking about saying it but 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 doing it, which is easier for a person's sins to be forgiven or a person to be physically healed? Which one of those is easier? <laughs> I didn't expect to hear such silence. <laughs> well, with the Lord, it is the same. It's no different. Now, with many people, they are more readily accepting of forgiveness because again there's no physical evidence they're not waiting for something physical to change and so they just accept it Uh, we've done that right if you've received the Lord you've accepted that your sins are forgiven but for a person to accept their body healed sometimes people trip up in their mind over that one but the Lord put these things together and said this is no different. He demonstrated it by getting the guy healed. He was immediately and completely, totally healed. And that was to show them, I can forgive sins. Amen. And you can, you can find this over and over. I'm not going to take tonight's time to, do, to show you this. But over and over again in the Bible... Old Testament and New, you'll find that God puts healing of bodies and forgiveness of sins right together. Because with Him, they're not to be separated. We've sometimes made it a completely separate deal. Well, it's one thing to be forgiven of your sins. It's an, it's an entire, uh, entirely another thing to be healed in your body. To the point that there are whole groups within the body of Christ that embrace the forgiveness of one's sins but reject the healing of the body. I mean, amazing. It's really, it really gets scary when people fight 
And if you if you say so, God wants the person to be healed, they want to fight you over that. I don't mean physically, but you know they, they want to argue against that. They want to they want to shut that down. Fight for the right to be sick and afflicted, beat up. Come on. But the Lord Jesus saw them both as a problem, right? Sin is a problem. Sickness is a problem. And I can deal with either of them just like that. They're both on equal plane as far as God is concerned. And if we get a hold of this real simply in our minds, it's no big deal. Want to get healed, get forgiven, all the same. I accept it equally. Amen. Now go over to Romans chapter chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. No more difficult to get healed than it is to get forgiven. No more difficult to get healed than it is to get forgiven. Say, well, what about when you were driving that van... Why did you have to t- why did it take a while? <laughs> Only because of me. All I was doing, I was not getting God to heal me. I was not trying to convince him or if I prayed long enough, then I earned a healing or God would be pleased with me and heal me. No, I didn't get down the road several miles and then God came in and healed me. Everybody with me? That's not just not that's not the way that worked. Only thing I was dealing with was this right here. I was, I was acknowledging what God had given me, and I refused to acknowledge the pain I was feeling. I said, I'm not accepting that. Um, nope, nope, thank you, Lord. And all I did is continue to pull my mind back, whoop, whoop, because it would go. And so I just, thank you, Lord, and I just kept it in my mouth, and I just praised Him, and I pulled it back. And when I was able to stay there, what I knew the Lord had done for me, what the Lord had done for me, took a physical effect on my body. But it was done before I even said, Lord, <laughs> before I even said, ow. As far as God was concerned, the healing was done. Just like when we call upon the name of the Lord for forgiveness. How many know God doesn't really have to do something at that point? When I call upon the name of the Lord for forgiveness, that's for me. That's for, that's for me to access what's already been supplied. Amen. Uh, you, you think of it kind of, uh, kind of like, you know, they have uh, uh, pinatas. A lot, of, a lot of kids do the pinatas at their birthdays, the young, the young kids do. And uh, there's, a, there's a pinata they make, I guess they still call it that, for the really young kids where they don't actually swing the bat, but they go up and pull strings. And there's a whole bunch of strings hanging out of this thing. And, and when they pull enough of them or they pull the right one, some, somehow it works like that, then it opens up and all the candy comes out. All right? And, and, and what the Lord has done is He has provided us a pinata full of everything that we need, full of salvation and, and, and full of forgiveness and full of healing. And so it's not a matter of us trying to get something that doesn't exist or get God to make something for us. No, seriously, imagine it this way. He's already provided it. It's there. It's the, it, if you have to imagine it right above you, that might help your faith. There it is. God's provision. 
of healing. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to pull the string. And when I do, it all opens up and comes out on me. But it's not in any degree me trying to get God to provide it. No, that's already been done. The work's already been accomplished with Jesus on the cross. I'm just accessing it. I'm going to just reach up and say, I'll take that. Bing. Romans chapter 10 says in verse 9, 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everybody say saved. That word saved, we use this scripture frequently and we use it to lead others to the Lord and, and, uh, and use this as a prayer of salvation and rightly so. That word saved there is a Greek word, the uh, Greek word sozo or some call it sozo like with a D. It's the word sozo and it means uh, not only to be saved like in the sense of I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven. It actually means to be healed. It, it, it means, um, the word means to deliver. It means to protect. It's, it's been translated as heal, preserve, save, do well, or be whole, or make whole. Uh, different, you'll run across those English words in your Bible, but if you go to the original language, it was all the same word. So one guy would get uh, healed of paralysis, and it would say he was made sozo. And then we come over here, the New Testament, it says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be sozo. What does that mean? It means more than just one word. It really encompasses a lot of things, but you could rightly say it would not be wrong for you to read that verse and say, if I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, then I will be healed. Amen. I will be healed. And what limits us sometimes is we think saved means I'm forgiven of my sins and I'm going to heaven, and we limit it to that. And thank God, that's a big, kind of important part of that. <laughs> but, but, but the Lord didn't separate this like we separate it sometimes. Saved is one thing, healed's another thing. With the Lord, He saw mankind in a big, fat mess. He saw a curse in the earth that was affecting many people, and it was separating their, His relationship with them. And He saw bodies being torn up and bodies being ravaged with sickness and disease. So He sent His only Son to the cross to fix it. And in His mind, it wasn't separate issues. No, He just dealt with the problem. And now the Bible says, if you believe that God raised Him from the dead, you'll be healed. You mean all I have to do is believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and I'll be healed? Exactly. How many know that tells us something about what he did on the cross? Being, how many, when he was raised from the dead, that demonstrates that he was victorious over what he died for. And if in my mind the only thing I can imagine that he died for is sin, 
then I will get victory over sin by believing he was raised from the dead. But if I recognize that the verse contains within salvation, it contains the healing of my body. Then when I recognize that, I know, oh, well, that means Jesus died for my sickness. Jesus died for my disease, for my physical body. And my belief that he came and was raised up demonstrates that I have healing now, that he conquered that. So this is easy, huh? I mean, how hard is it to get saved? You know what I'm talking about? How difficult is it to get saved? I mean, we get people saved here all the time. And it usually just takes a minute. You know what I'm talking about? I, I mean, a person needs to make a choice, but once they make the decision and they say, yes, I want to be saved. Hey, just real quick now. What we, we usually say, pray this. Say this after me. And we quote this verse. We say, I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Right? And what happens when they do that? <laughs> Saved. New creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things become new. What if we told them? What if I told you tonight? That if you would believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, you'd be healed. What if we had that understanding in our English language? That when we read this scripture, we saw it without having to dig it out. And really, you don't have to be a Greek scholar to see this. When you, you can see it in other places. Like, like, like over in the, when the Bible t- says that the, uh, if, say, if anyone is sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. They'll come anoint them with oil and pray, pray the prayer of faith. What does it say there? And the, the Lord shall... Just skip the part I was trying to quote, though. The prayer of faith shall, what? Save the sick. Well, what do you mean save the sick? You mean the sick person doesn't have to go to hell? Is that what he's saying? No, you don't go to hell because you're sick. <laughs> A sick person doesn't need saved in that sense. What, is it, what does the word save mean? Healed. Healed. And if what if every time we read this verse, we not only saw That when I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, my spirit is changed. I have eternal life and my body is healed. What would we see in the altar call? A little language barrier there, huh? But what would we see? We'd see spirits made new and bodies healed. Just as a normal part. I mean, wouldn't that be glorious? If we could somehow communicate that. I was just understanding in our midst. Let's all pray this after me. We say a prayer of salvation and someone jumps out of a wheelchair. And what happened to you? I got saved. <laughs> this is what's in the mind of God. Because it was all dealt with at the same time. Let's read the next verse. It says... Verse 10, for with the heart 
one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. That's a, that's a related word there, salvation, Greek word soteria. And it really comes across much the same way. It doesn't just mean salvation in the sense of only eternal life, but the word is translated in other places, deliver. It's translated health, and then, of course, salvation, save, and saving. But it has to do with God rescuing or bringing us to safety. But it involves not only the spiritual man, it involves the physical man. And so I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. I'm healed. And that's activated now. He says, with the mouth, confession is made unto my healing. How do you get healed? Your mouth controls it. Your, your mouth absolutely can get you healed. It can also kill you. <laughs> right? It can get you in a lot of trouble. But the Lord designed it to where the same thing that can mess people up in life can fix them. It's the, it's the power of speaking the, the right thing. Now, uh, with the mouth, confession is made unto healing. This means that my healing is contingent upon what I say. See, it's vital that we unidentify with sickness or whatever condition you might be experiencing in your body. Too many times people make it their identity. This is who I am. I've had this for a while now. I've learned to accept it. And of course, if someone, uh, and I realize not all sickness and diseases of that serious of a nature, but, but sometimes when things are, are really serious or they're determined to be incurable, or you're going to live with this the rest of your life, or your life's going to be shortened by it, oftentimes people will work with the sick person to get them to accept it, right? Because they simply don't, you know, they don't want them uh, having hope that's not fulfilled, false hopes, and, and they want to avoid depression, so just accept it. And where we're going with this, that doesn't work, okay? And if someone's going to keep their sickness and disease... Uh, I'd say you, you probably should accept it. But if you believe the Word of God that Jesus provided, you need to disconnect from that thing. You need to say, I'm not accepting this. I'm not going to remain in this condition. I will not live this way. I will not let this thing take me out or kill me. But I am going to rise up victorious over this. All right? You've got to ca stop calling it mine. Don't say, I'm a diabetic. My cancer. My bad elbow. You know what I'm talking about? That kind of language needs to cease. I know it's, it's not been uncommon that in, in meetings like this, we've ministered, laid hands on the sick, and the power of God goes right in, and people are instantly... I mean, just all the time, but instantly set free, got movement, got uh, pain. And sometimes it's this. Sometimes it's internal conditions. And so uh, 
they're not able able to immediately diagnose and and have a physical uh, you know diagnosis that it's changed. But what I see sometimes is after a meeting, people will come and talk to me, and the power of God's. And listen, I'm saying this both ways, but I've had both both examples. One, when there's no physical evidence because they can't tell. All right, but others, there is a physical change, and they know something happened. I've got movement. I've got freedom, or I can tell it's less or something, and they're still talking to me and calling it my, my cancer my this my problem and you know oftentimes i don't have time to just go back into it but let's talk about it now quit it is that good enough (laughs) serious because what someone does sometimes is the power of god went in set them free they're healed of their disease but they're grabbing back for it They're, they're using their mouth if confession is made unto healing confession is also made unto sickness and if i start claiming it is my own again i'm opening the door for it to reassert itself in my body and whether a person feels something or they don't feel something that's irrelevant i don't feel jesus is lord you know what i'm talking about i don't have some big physical evidence that says he's lord he's the man he's the boss he he's in charge of me no i commit to that and I say that he is. My, with my mouth I say. And that's the final word. See, I've got to learn to disconnect my mouth from my physical body and what I feel and connect it to the B-I-B-L-E. Amen. And when I can do that, then I, the Bible doesn't tell me I, I have leukemia. The Bible doesn't tell me I have arthritis or heart problems or you know, bad back, or the Bible doesn't tell me that. All I can find is again and again and again that if I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, for example, I'm healed. If I'll use my mouth, healing comes to me. I read that by His stripes I was healed. I read that hands are laid on the sick and they recover. I don't find God promising. If I'll do what He says, I'm going to end up crooked, messed up, with a disease. I just don't don't see that. I never saw Jesus tell anyone that either. Amazing. Never did Jesus walk up to someone and say, you know, follow me and I'll make you crooked. I'm going to twist your back up, man. (laughs) Follow me. I'm going to take your strength. I'm going to give you zits. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to make your bones not work, whatever, Uh, give you a disease, cut your life off short. No, no. It's all about life. People came to him with problems and left without. Thank God he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen, amen, amen. Now, for some, of course, uh, being sick and not talking about it is a real challenge. I mean, to have something physically wrong to where you're hurting and not be able to tell everybody else around you, that's kind of a new way of living. And I'm telling you, this is an important adjustment. Listen, if you want to live, I'm not talking about just tonight now being healed, I'm talking about living healed. If you want to live in this stuff, you can't be quick to tell everyone about your pain. 
If you have some pain and you're used to getting the comfort of somebody else knowing that you're in pain, then, then this is a habit you have to break. Okay? The flesh wants, if it's hurting, somebody else to know it's hurting. And it takes comfort in that. But your faith is being choked when you do that. Amen. And so, say you're saying, if I'm hurting, I shouldn't tell anyone? I am. I am. Now listen, I'm not talking about the person who goes to someone for help. You've got to tell them. <laughs> not, talk, not talking about being in, afraid of saying that I've got a problem. Not talking about that. If you come to me and, and I say, what's wrong? And you say, <laughs> I say, well, what's wrong? Why are you here? And you, and you say, by the stripes I'm healed. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about I think oftentimes that person is just in fear and that's not helping but I'm talking about as a as a practice I'm not waking up in the morning I gotta let the whole family know I hurt go to work just wanted to let you know I had a lousy night's sleep didn't sleep, hardly sleep an ounce can hardly move <laughs> get home your family asks how you doing worse terrible better get a good doctor because you're going to need it amen now I didn't say this was easy on the flesh to live this way because the flesh says give me a pill and a pillow (laughs) right and come around and give me drinks with you know umbrellas and stuff and uh, whatever people come take care of me and feel bad for me the flesh likes that but the spirit man rises up and sees what's been bought and paid for. And says, no, nah, I'm not going to give voice to this. I'm going to continue to speak, speak what's right and say God's word. Amen? So are we ignoring it? At times you might be ignoring it, yeah. But, you know, hey, we're in a healing meeting. You can deal directly with it, too. All right? Got the problem? Well, we're going to lay hands on you. The problem's going to leave you. Amen? And we deal with it. Then we don't go out claiming it's ours again. Well, I got this problem. No, you don't. You left it. You left it right up here. It's gone. Forever gone. Don't claim it again. Everybody understand what I'm talking about here today? This is just basic, basic Bible truths. You might remember what Jesus said in Mark 11 and verse 23. Whosoever will say unto this mountain, be removed. Remember that one? Shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things that he says will come to pass. He'll have whatever he what? He said, Jesus himself said, you get whatever you say. Whatever you say, you get that. that. That tells me I better watch what I say. Better not just be spouting off and just speaking every little pain and problem and trouble. And uh, I, I think it's a good idea if we are very slow to discuss our problems. Again, I'm not talking about a situation where you go to someone for help with the problem, but I'm talking about just as a normal discourse in our life. It's the way of the world to constantly talk about how bad things are. And especially if you've got something physically wrong, something physically attacking you and some pain. Some people, that's all they talk about. How you doing? It hurts. Got this pain. You know, man, I, I don't want to do that for one. I think it glorifies the devil. The Lord doesn't get glory out of me in pain. He gets glory out of me by his stripes, I'm healed. 
And so, one, I don't want to give the devil any glory by just talking problems, talking, oh, the devil's after me. The devil's a wimp. I mean, if they ever had an arm wrestling match, how many know that's not going to go back and forth? God and the devil. God's not twice as strong as the devil. He's not three times as strong as the devil. You know what I'm talking? This is not a contest. It's, whoop. I mean, God is almighty. He's all-powerful. And so any disease or sickness is not a problem. Not a problem whatsoever. Amen. And so these words that we were talking about, sozo and soteria, it's not that they're translated wrong in our Bible. It's just we need to have a broader perspective, a broader understanding of what they encompass. That the Lord dealt with every, every aspect of your life and what you need, spirit, soul, and body, and so we could live with a little heaven on earth before we go to heaven. Amen. The Lord provided it all. And it's our simple belief. God raised Jesus from the dead. And I'm healed. I confess it with my mouth. And I'm healed. And I walk in the provision of God. Amen. Jesus said in the Great Commission, He, he, he said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel. To him who believe, those who believe and are baptized will be sozo. He who believes and is baptized will be healed. Amen. I think people get healed being baptized. Yeah. But just believing on the Lord, it produces a physical healing in people's bodies. Aren't you glad for that? Amen, amen. Father, we're so thankful tonight for these things. We believe that you're at work in us now, that physical bodies are coming into line with, your, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We believe that even now backs are straightening up and, and head problems are coming into perfect working order, that there's an adjustment being made, there's diseases departing from bodies because we believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. He conquered and was victorious over sickness and disease. For this we're so thankful and so glad. Glory to God. We partake of it now. Lord, we're just pulling the string. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And these things work in our bodies. They work in our bodies tonight. We give you glory for this and all the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. God is good.